as a chef, when somebody asks me if I eat mushrooms, I say, of course I do. I love them. But today's guest kind of opened me up to a different type of mushroom consumption. Today, I'm interviewing Corey Sue Morris. She's the founder of Retreat Microdose. And Retreat is all about introducing psychedelic or psilocybin mushrooms to the masses and helping to shift how we perceive these psychedelics as a way to help us gain a more joyful and authentic well-being. You know, we have a global mental health crisis, and I think people are becoming a lot more open to natural ways to address it versus always popping a pill. Microdosing is the practice of consistently consuming very small amounts of a psychedelic substance, often psilocybin mushrooms, with the intention of improving one's quality of life. And the benefits could include increased joy, greater presence, improved problem solving, enhanced mood, increased productivity, better energy and presence, and so many more benefits. So I'm open. Are you open? Maybe you're a little mushroom curious. And trust me, you're going to find out from this episode, it's not the people that you think. It really is for everybody. Uh, And there's a lot of demystifying that we do in this interview. So pull up a chair and let's dig in. Hi, I'm Chef Maria, the Fit Foodie, and this is Recipes for Your Best Life, where we dish about all things related to food, health, and wellness to nourish you from the inside out. I love hosting special guests who are experts in their field. And we also get to talk about topics that are important for your well-being. You'll always get lots of food for thought you can really sink your teeth into. So pull up a chair and welcome to the chef's table. Corey, it's so nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you. I'm really excited too, because this is truly a topic that I have not much um, background on at all. And so I'm really going to be a student as well as all of our listeners Um, and really, you know, kind of getting behind the curtain, I guess, of what microdosing means and the whys and the hows and the what's of it. But how did you get started down this road to begin with? Yeah, so my name's Corey, and I, I run a, a platform called Retreat. Um, it's a platform for psychedelic newcomers to learn how to microdose um, for health outcomes in a you know data driven way. And I I came about it through through food. I think much like you, I'm a big foodie, both both through food and being a stressed out woman. Um, <laughs> and so I am a serial entrepreneur. I have had a couple of businesses under my belt. The first one was a media company all about food. The second one was a marketing agency helping early stage female founded brands. So like much like you know, you and much of your audience, like food and women are my thing, right? And um, and then my third business, I started a functional mushroom snack company to help people with stress and anxiety. I got really into functional mushrooms, um, ashwagandha, reishi, you know, all these adaptogenic herbs. And that was because I was living the New York city life and my whole body was inflamed. And I started experiencing like chronic pain that I thought was an autoimmune disorder or something. And it was actually just like stress, which is wild. Like stress can literally kill you. That's what they say. And that was what was happening to me. Um, And so set out to um, help people incorporate 
functional medicine into their day-to-day life with, with healthy snacking. Um, and, you know, was enjoying that, but started researching both from a personal and a professional perspective, the benefits of other kinds of mushrooms, right? Like fungi is a wild kingdom. There's mushrooms at your table, there's functional mushrooms like herbs. And then the category of psychedelic mushrooms is really, you know, trendy right now. Um, but psychedelic mushrooms have been used for healing for thousands and thousands of years across cultures from, you know, Vikings in Iceland to Latin America, you know, Aztec, Mayan, like across Latin America and different healing cultures. And they're only kind of new to to Western society and medicine as of the last, you know, 75 years. So I went down the the mushroom rabbit hole and I, that's where I've decided to stay. (laughs) I just got a picture of Alice in Wonderland just right now. And I think, I think it's really fascinating because there are certain things that we have stigmatized while we've embraced others and it seems somewhat arbitrary, but what did you find in your research that compelled you around more of the, and I'm going to air quote psychedelic mushrooms, because I think just that word gives people a, it does me. So I'm excited to learn why, um, but gives people like a preconceived notion of them going on a trip that they can't really control um, versus, you know, something taking, uh, you mentioned other adaptogens like ashwagandha and, and reishi, like what made you compelled to go down more of the psychedelic mushroom route from a research perspective? Yeah, I think like backing up a quick overview, like I was always, I'm like, I was a very, very straight laced kid, right? Like I was, I wore bows in my hair. I got straight A's. I came home from school on time. I did what everything everyone told me was like the correct thing to do. Um, and so definitely was not like a recreational drug user in my, in my teens. Um, and or 20s or really at all. Um, and then I, you know, graduated from school. I found myself in like a lot of professional organizations that were like nonprofits in the government. And I really wanted to help people. I'm a helper and I'm a goody two-shoes. And I uh kept running into structures and systems that were no longer serving us, right? Like government organizations that said they were going to help shift us to renewable energy or nonprofits that were helping workers and nobody was really doing much. So I found my way to entrepreneurship by just wanting to get things done and finding that like current systems and structures don't serve us. And then back to those health issues, 10 years of entrepreneurship and living in New York City will take a toll on your body. And women, as we know, are way more sensitive to environmental stressors. Our hormones are much more complex, as are we, than men. (laughs) And so, you know, I was experiencing these health issues. And probably like a lot of people, like I was like trying to optimize, how do I fix this? Acupuncture is amazing. All these holistic functional mushrooms. And I really wasn't addressing the mind-body connection the way one should. And I I found my way to mushrooms much later than many people. I'm 35, but I think I what psychedelics helped me realize is you can't address your health without addressing your mind. And you certainly can help. There are many ways to tackle mental health without psychedelics. But for me and for many people dealing with trauma, there's a running joke that like psychedelics is like swallowing a therapist. So you can often work through a lot of um, things more quickly or more holistically with psychedelic medicine. So um, I had to unlearn a lot of stigmas. So I 
found out about mushrooms and then I read books for 36 months. Like I had mushrooms in my house and I didn't touch them because I was so scared. I had to unlearn all of this politicization of mushrooms are bad. Psychedelic drugs are for hippies and you'll, you know, jump off a cliff and your, your mind will never be the same and you know, burn holes in your brain. Oh, I was a dare kid. So I had to unlearn a lot to, to, to before I even tried them. Um, so do you ever wake up in the middle of the night in a hot sweat? I used to until I discovered Cozy Earth. They make the yummiest bedding, clothing, towels, so many things from 100% viscose from bamboo. It's perfect for sleeping because it helps to regulate and wick moisture away to keep you comfy. It's also the softest fabric I've ever had next to my body. It's durable and machine washable, and it's ethically produced, which is huge. They pride themselves on their ethical production. And I'll tell you, I have so many things from Cozy Earth, from sheets to bedding to towels to robes, pajamas, shorts, tops, dresses, and they are my absolute favorite items. You can get 40% off at Cozy Earth right now. Just head over to CozyEarth.com and use my code CE for Cozy Earth dash Maria I. 40% off. Plus, some of Oprah's favorite things, and you know, the queen knows. So, so the idea of microdosing is exactly what it says, it, what it implies with the word micro. It's taking things in, in very small doses. Um, is, is the research basically kind of identifying what those doses are, or is that something kind of specific? Like, how do you give guidelines to people that maybe do want to try that are scared to death. I mean, I, I, true story here. Yeah. Uh, I hope nobody judges me. It's like maybe one of only two times I've ever smoked pot, but the one time I did, it was laced with LSD and I tripped for the whole night and it was the worst experience of my entire life. And I think for me, like the idea of something like that happening again, scares me to the point where I, I probably would yeah. have a really hard time touching anything again. Um, but how do you know, like, what's a microdose? Yeah. So, I mean, set and setting are huge and then trust, right? So, like, obviously having a bad trip will traumatize anyone and, and rightfully so, right? Because you, I've only approached psychedelic medicine as an adult from, like, a structured, like, healing perspective, right? So you want to go into a macro journey knowing what you're taking and having a support system and having set mindset and intentions. So that's one of the reasons why, of course, your experience was negative because you weren't you weren't prepared. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, microdosing is a great place to start for those who have previous negative experiences or no ex psychedelic experience at all, because you can really tap into the benefits of the, a lot of the science from macro at like a more subtle manageable level. So there are a few um, expert recommended protocols for microdosing. A microdose is point one to 0.5 grams. And that's to, for guidance, like that's one tenth to one twentieth of a recreational dose. So if you're like trying to take a hero's dose of mushrooms, you're taking between three to five over five grams and most times, and then you're taking 0.1 to 0.5 and uh, a micro dose. A hero's dose. Yeah. Hero's dose. You're taking a, like a handful of mushrooms. You're definitely wow. not doing that with a microdose, but you can reap a lot of the benefits, mental, emotional, um, 
And, you know, so an enhanced kind of cognitive states through microdosing. So you do what is called a protocol. There's two really popular ones, the Fadiman protocol and the Stamets stack. They're both named for psychedelic scientists, James Fadiman and Paul Stamets. And Fadiman protocol is great for beginners. You do one day on, two days off. So you have a microdosing day in the morning, then you have an integration day, and then you have an off day. Um, And the integration day is just the effects are kind of like the afterglow. And then you repeat that for eight to 10 weeks, and then you take a two-month break. So a protocol is really wonderful to have a structure that's obviously based in science, but it also serves as a kind of container to make change. So when you're microdosing, there's like great habits that I would recommend. I have a journal right here. So start a morning routine, right? Take your microdose, set an intention, journal kind of your goals and track your mood. And it really creates a space um, both on a day-to-day basis, but on say like an eight to 10 week, you know, energy shift, right? Like if you're trying to reset, like I you know, launched a business during my 90 day microdosing protocol, right. Or a creative project or an energy shift in your life. It's amazing to kind of set a broader intention and then have this kind of, um, calendar to, to, to make change, um, and can be really effective in a a number of ways. Yeah. That was actually going to be my next question is how long does it take? Is it an immediate thing or is it, you know, are we talking weeks, days, or is it really just very individual? Yeah, I think it depends on how, what lens you're approaching it, right? So from a cognitive lens, like science, microdosing, there aren't a lot of studies. They're all the psych- all the studies on psychedelics are at a macro journey, right? They're, they've proved the efficacy of psilocybin, of mushrooms for um, depression, treatment-resistant depression, PTSD, you know, postpartum trauma, all of these bigger mental health issues. And so what psychedelic mushrooms do is they help us unlock trauma. They enhance our neural capacity and neural connections. um, And they also um, make us like feel more grounded and connected and help with like increased joy, right? For things like depression. So you can unlock a lot of these benefits, improved mood, enhanced creativity, improved focus, et cetera with microdosing, um, but it's very subtle, right? You won't, it's not, it's more subtle than coffee or alcohol, right? You're not going to notice a buzz. It's very similar to CBD versus cannabis. So um, it is ongoing, right? Every person's different, but like we're, I'm running a bunch of data, right? So we're noticing with people that are going through our microdosing program, their moods are improving, you know, shifting over time with daily tracking. Um, For me, when I'm in a microdosing protocol about today, for example, I took microdose at like 8 a.m., 9.30, 9.30, I just sort of feel my like energy shift and I feel more like fluid and integrated. There's less friction. I feel more connected, more grounded, but it's super, super subtle. Um, and that's how it's meant to be. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? well, then you're one of the smartest people I know. Because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes. And it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab-tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too. And that'll save you money. 
When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean, eating fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body, where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com, or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. Does it um, does it interact with other things like say for example you are on medication or you um, are taking an antidepressant would there be an interaction there for people who you know have to be on medication specifically the kind of three categories that need to be mindful or so people with a history of psychosis should not engage with psychedelics at any and all levels, just because of the interaction there. Um, antidepressants and ADHD, it's always really important to work with your, your doctor. There's a um, huge community and an area that I'm really passionate about of, of people that are tapering off of their antidepressants with microdosing. Um, so it's a kind of a, a movement right now. A lot of people are seeking to get off of synthetic um, pharmaceuticals and shift to more natural ways of improving mood and then having more joy in their day-to-day. -day. That's really exciting, but um, I'm not a doctor and it's always really important to work with your doctor and therapist. So yes, it can interact because they both, um, both antidepressants and um, psilocybin interact with the serotonin, the same serotonin receptor in your brain. So they have a similar like kind of interaction. I'm yeah. smiling right now just because I, I would love to hear a conversation of somebody going to see their Western medicine doctor and saying, you know, I think I'm going to go off of my ADHD medication and start microdosing. I would love to hear what the reaction of the doctor would be. I know, right? I think that's the thing though. So, I mean, for people like you can't, your doctor's not going to get you in trouble and doctors cannot get, it falls under the category of harm reduction. So, you know, your, your doctor's not going to tell you where to get drugs, but like you're also, he's not going to get you in trouble for talking about it. And I'm noticing a shift in conversation. We have a, a chief medical officer on our team, and he's noticing that people are in the medical world are talking to their peers more because more people are coming to them and asking, like, how do I get off my antidepressants um, with microdosing? And it's such a new, you know, it's, it's not new. Mushrooms have been around forever, but it's new to the Western, to Western world, to your point. So people are asking about it. And it's exciting when done when safely. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you look at it, just like anything, I mean, um, you know, antibiotics come from garlic and onions, really. So if we can create safer ways, and I, I guess, you know, what I would like to see is some kind of standardized approach to um, the delivery of these so that, you know, it's, you know, what you're getting, you know, you know, if you're taking a, a 10th or a hundredth of, you know, a dose that, it's clean and it's true. And, you know, and I'm sure the industry will evolve and, you know, come up with some sort of standardization for that. But anecdotally, how have you seen this work? I mean, part of me thinks like, if somebody is on this, are they feeling a placebo effect? Or, you know, is there documented 
data that actually shows results and how do you measure that? You know, I mean, I think, for example, if I, if I, and I'm just playing advocate here, but but if you, you know, are telling me like, this is going to work potentially and potentially you could get rid of something else in your life. Like if I really want it to work and I feel better, that's sort of a a self-evaluation, but is, is there anything in the data that actually shows real results? Well, there's only been one study. So you oh, know, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I mean, it's it's really interesting for me, mushrooms, because I like approaching it from the cognitive Western lens is what you're asking. Like, where's the data, right? And I'm a business person, so I'm like, where's the data? Like, we're pulling together the data from all of our customers who will share their data about like improvements, right? And there are Paul Stamets, who's you know kind of the mushroom man. He's like the Anna Wintour of mushrooms. <laughs> I I don't know if he'd like that analogy, but um, he's pulling together one of the largest studies. But they're self-reported, right? Because the science right now is focusing on on the big stuff, right? On on putting people through macro journeys in a hospital kind of setting and monitoring outcomes for things like PTSD for veterans and, and depression. So most microdosing studies, there's one that's published that shows that improved creativity um, are self-reported over time. Um, I think, you know, it's it's hard approaching it solely from a cognitive business lens, right? It's But it's also similar to like functional mushrooms, right? There's a million people selling functional mushrooms or blueberries or antioxidants and these things. It's like much like exercise, it kind of changes over time. For me, I think from a spiritual, emotional lens, I've seen the benefits in people around me. I've seen the benefits in our customers. I've seen the benefits in my own life. And I'm actually trying to shift my perspective so that it's not just where the data is, right? That really matters. And I'm looking forward to there being more studies, but I kind of would argue like, does it matter if somebody was on antidepressants for like 10 years and then they used a microdosing protocol to get off of antidepressants and now they're happy and joyful without synthetics? Um, I don't know that, I don't know that it does, but. uh, You bring up, you bring up a great point. I was really, I agree with you. I was just kind of playing the other side for the people out there who I know will be like, show me the data. Yeah. Um, And I, I, you know, ultimately the goal is to move through life joyfully and to accomplish what we want. We were created to accomplish on this earth. Um, I'm curious because being a woman in her fifties, you know, do you have any um, customers, clients that have used this successfully to manage hormonal shifts, like moving into menopause? That is something that I am um, currently like looking into. Um, Our community is primarily women Breast out women 30 to, to 60, right? So it's there's a whole movement of moms who who microdose. It's a huge trend. There was an article in the Washington Post and on Romper. And um, and then um I there's one study that shows that um <clears throat> microdosing can help with PMS and PMDD. There are isn't yet data on on like you know hormonal shifts later in life, menopause and whatnot. Um, but I do it's because of the interaction with your serotonin receptors, it helps with sort of like pain. Um, and so I, I do think that there is um, a benefit there that there will be. And I know there are a number of women I can probably connect you to that are playing around with it for that for that purpose. So you, you part of your business is a 
a community basically that shares information, et cetera. How do people find that community? Yeah. So, you know, my mission again is to help normalize psychedelic medicine for people, primarily women who are looking for natural solutions. Right. And so um, we have a free community um, on retreatmicrodose.com and a free media platform with articles like the ones I mentioned, like can microdosing help with PMS? Can it help your sex life? Yes. And yes. And then next one, you know, we'll, we'll look into anecdotally and whatever data is out there for things like menopause. Um, And so the just free retreatmicrodose.com. We also have a free microdosing guide for psychedelic newcomers. That's a great, like downloadable. Um, And then we also offer paid services, like meeting with a coach, a therapist, um, both for microdosing and soon for um, post um, macro journey kind of integration work. So our really goal is to be the, your best friend, your coach, your therapist that's there to help you through these changes. If you're curious about psychedelic medicine. That's great. And we'll include that link in the show notes and on our blog. So you can link to it directly. Um, Back to kind of just the application of microdosing. Is this something that you ingest that you eat or is it in capsule form or is it powder? Like how do you actually take it? Yeah, varies by, by format, right? But what you're, what, what, your microdosing in this instance is, is mushrooms. And these mushrooms grow in nature, right? There's 180 different types of psilocybin and they grow many in the Pacific Northwest. So if you're in like Washington state or Oregon, you could go for a hike and you can find some and you can pick them and you can, you could eat them. Um, definitely recommend using a book, but, um, yeah, be careful. <laughs> yeah, so you can do dried mushrooms. Most of the time, it's in supplements, like a little pill form, um, you know, healer. People will grow mushrooms. They'll they'll dry them. They'll ground them up and they'll put them in a capsule. Um, or there's there's gummies and things like that. People put like them in chocolate bars and things like that. I uh, think ceremonially mushrooms have been used in, you know, healing kind of raw mushrooms. And I think it's important to carry over that back to the spiritual piece and not just the cognitive Western lens. Like I really recommend cleaning the energy, Palo Santo setting an intention to kind of go back to uh, how mushrooms were originally used by curanderas who are healers in the Mazatec culture back there. So um, I think it's important to honor where they originally. What if I told you there's a completely natural way to get better skin, reduce inflammation and pain, enhance brain function, help with cardiovascular health, improve circulation, heal wounds faster, and even ease depression without a pill or lifting a finger, and no negative side effects? I have just one thing to say, let there be light. This magic little apparatus is called the Loom Box, and it's a high-powered portable red light and near-infrared unit that harnesses the incredibly powerful benefits of light near infrared and red light wavelengths to be exact. And I love that it takes just 10 to 12 minutes to do its magic. I literally use it daily for exercise recovery, pain management, treating fine lines and wrinkles, and even with my mood. It's helped me and my family in so many ways. This is the ultimate biohealth hack I lean into and I know it will help you. Receive $250 off with my code Chef Maria at theloombox.com. That's the L U M E box.com.
the mm-hmm. ritual that goes along with it, kind of like, you know, ceremonial cacao or, you know, I think, you know, in so many cultures and not that ancient, you know, Native American cultures that um, had ceremonies around smoking. So a little bit different, but obviously it's, it's not something that is that far off. Do you think that, and, and this is just my own thing, So take it for what it's worth with my own lens. But I feel like for me, cannabis became more palatable because of CBD, that I could enjoy the CBD and have it, what I like to say, take the edge off um, and feel like, you know, I was doing it in a way that was, you know, above board again don't pass any judgment this is just me thinking that was that was me similar for me as well I was never really into cannabis like I like to joke that I'm already always hungry and always smiling so like who needs who needs marijuana when I'm already like cheesing and and, and eating popcorn like I just not it didn't really appeal to me but then having you know ang- anxious and and sleep issues and living in New York City having um CBD to take the edge off was really powerful. And I find that there's a similar, when you think about it from a value add or a, um, you know, business opportunity, like microdosing is the new CBD. If psychedelics are the new cannabis, that being said, they're very different plants and they offer lots, lots of benefits to both. I'm definitely not a, you know, drug elitist. Like if you like cannabis, that's great. If you like psychedelics, that's great. I'm just really excited about the, um, the mental health benefits of. Yeah. Well, the reason that I brought that up is, do you think that potentially that's sort of the the route that um, mushrooms will take. And do you think the word psychedelic is, you know, something that will stay in a lexicon that's applied to, you know, the mushrooms, or do you think that will, uh, you know, yeah, I'm asking you to look into your crystal ball right now and tell me just from what you've studied and what you've seen the market doing. Look, if I'm thinking about it as a marketer and a brand builder with my consumer kind of CEO, CMO hat on, I definitely think it makes sense to have a, a separation of microdosing from psychedelics the way CBD really benefited from a separation from cannabis, right? You see CBD, I would buy it at the like the high-end nail salon and, you know, at the like... Everywhere now. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it was, oh, it was like, it's like pretty and packaged and things like that. Um I do think that 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 is likely what will happen. And that makes sense from a business perspective. Again, really, as I get older and as I get, as I take more mushrooms, I get more like spiritual and more intentional. And I don't want to lose the, like the reverence and the respect that comes with mushrooms, right? Like there's, there are going to be, there's synthetic psilocybin to your point around like, um, you know, method of delivery. There's companies that are creating synthetic versions of psilocybin so that you can count on the delivery and the dosage and the safety, and it'll become a pharmaceutical. But back to the like attention, mushrooms have been used by women healers to heal their communities across Latin America for thousands and thousands of years. And I really oh. find that reverence to be really special. Like the idea of women healing ourselves and healing our communities is, is really, is really meaningful to me. And it's something that I want to take through my personal narrative and the business, right. We're looking at, um, doing like a launching a charitable arm where you have like a percentage of sales back, um, to, to these original healers and medicine growers. And, um, it makes it special and the, the ceremony piece. So, so yeah, I think they'll, you'll be able to get, you already can get microdosing gummies and it's like 
looks like an Apple store, right? Like it's pretty, it's pretty already happening. Um, but my hope is that we keep a little bit of that special ceremony. The raw part of it, yeah. the original part of it. Yeah. Uh, this has been really fascinating and I hope everybody goes and checks out your website. Um, I always ask the same question to my guests to wrap up our time together. And that is if you could have one meal prepared by anybody, what would the meal be and who would make it? Okay. Okay. Um, well, I would, I, my old self, uh, which is mushrooms don't like, uh, don't like meat and processed foods, but I'm a big steak frites and, and red wine kind of gal. Um, so my favorite chef is, is chef Jose Andres. He's actually a friend of mine. Um, and he obviously has like a Spanish pent. So I think maybe like a love Jose. Yes. Be like a great glass of like a natural Spanish tempranillo with Jose and maybe like a flank steak, like prepared Spanish style um, with Jose. And it would be great to catch up with him. He's been off saving the world and feeding the the hungry for, for many years. Um, and so, yeah. Talk about it. Talk about a, a, a living, a living like, state. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to have steak and, and red wine with Jose. I love it. I love it. Corey, thank you. Thank you for opening up our eyes to a different alternative uh, to synthetic anything, I think is a, a better way to go. And if people can use it in uh, a responsible way to get more joy and feel less stressed and, and be happier in their skin, then by all means, right? We all need it these days. And that's that's the goal. For that sure. The goal, for sure. World peace. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.